Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Rise Up For You. Such an honor to have you here. So excited. Today, we're going to be speaking with Jillian Smith coming all the way from the South. She's going to be talking with us about her entrepreneurial journey and how she made the leap from her nine to five company to running her own business. So for those of you out there that are looking to make a transition, this is one episode you do not want to miss. Rise Up For You and enjoy this episode. Jillian, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show. We always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guest. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Yes, well, thank you so much, Netta, for allowing me to be on your show. It's a great honor. And hello to everyone that is listening in on the podcast. This is, I am Jillian Smith, the owner and principal planner of One Touch Events, LLC. We are headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia, and we produce transformational women-focused conferences, workshops, and retreats around the country, as well as worldwide. And we also plan beautiful social events, which are your weddings and milestone birthday events. So we're a multifaceted uh, planning, uh, management, and production company. We love a great celebration. We love logistics. And we love transformation across the board. So tell me a little bit, Jillian, we always like to talk about the journey and, you know, how the person got to where they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously you're a female entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit about how you got to this point and why you wanted to go into a service-based company. Right. So part of my journey started way, way back in the day when I was uh, just a teenager. I've always been the organized friend, the organized family member that, again, loved a great celebration. So I planned events um, that were more focused around social gatherings, very involved in, um, in different organizations going up all the way through college. And it kind of followed me through my adult life. Um, I have a background in, um, in business, uh, IT project management. However, always on, I would say on the side, but at, at one point it was just a hobby. I was the planner for all things, showers, birthday parties, rap parties for um, the consulting firm that I worked for. And um, I just had a, a, a strong feeling of entrepreneurship early on, but I went the traditional route of you go to college, you get your business degree, you go and work for a big five or a big three company, and, um, and that's how you should live your life. But it was really not until I was driving into the parking garage at the last company that I have worked for and I had the it was like a bolder amount of pressure on me to even just get myself out of the car mm-hmm. I absolutely hated where I was where I was in my life at my 
current job and I was like something has to change and rewinding that back I had already started my business at that point so I was juggling both and my aha moment really was when I came to to that point on one on one Tuesday morning and I just said I can't do this anymore I want to follow my passion so that's how I really got into this field even though I didn't know this was a field that I would always go into. And so when you first had that aha moment of, of, okay, this is, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. Or, you know, that you wanted to create something for yourself. Mm -hmm. What did, what did that look like? Where did you even start? So where did I start? So, um, just giving that quick background, I, I was in the process a couple of years before I had that older moment in the parking garage, as I call it. Um, a couple of years prior to that, I was planning my own milestone birthday party as well as my sister's wedding. All at the same time, still traveling and working in all of these merger and acquisition type roles. And I knew that there was a stronger calling and I absolutely loved what I did uh, outside of the office. So it was at that point where I said, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. However, I am going to allow my current nine to five, which it was really like eight to midnight <laughs> job to actually fuel my, my side hustle, which turned into my full-time business. So I you know, took that role on, a, let me just try it out for a couple of years. And then when I got to the point where I was able to grow as well as still have that full-time position, and I, I, I felt like I started running out of time. There was very lack of sleep. Um, I didn't have the energy to put into that nine to five as I did for my own personal business. So I put together a plan of exit. An entrance, so an exit from that corporate life and an entrance into my entrepreneurship journey. Okay, so I think that's really, really important. I'm glad that you said that because I think that a lot of times, especially today, um, people feel a lot of pressure that if they want to venture out on their own or they want to become an entrepreneur or run their own business, that they just have to quit what they're currently doing. You know, and there's a lot of people that have no. that mindset of, I can't run my own mm -hmm. company because. You know, I have to make money at my other job. So how is it possible to do both? And you basically, you know, just told us that you were able to make it work, that you slowly weeded yourself out until you were building an income that can suffice for your other job. That is absolutely correct. I I am not the, I'm not going to be, I, I will be your biggest cheerleader, but I'm not going to be the one to say, hey girl, hey guy, go ahead and just quit your job and put all of your in." all of your energy and all of your reserve funds into that passion of yours. Because in all honesty, after that first year after I left my full-time job, it was tough. And if I did not have that prior planning to make that exit and just quit on a whim, that's when you get defeated immediately. And then you feel, oh, I have to rush right back into what was stable. Um, so I am a proponent of allowing your, your current job to fuel your passion. And then that also helps you to understand what you would need to make sure that your business continues to survive without that safety net of the every two week paycheck. So to your point, making sure that you have a 
a very clear, a very goal-driven plan. You may meet that plan a little bit earlier because I did. Um, I left maybe four months before I had my quote-unquote um, peace out date to my company, um, uh, to the organization I was working for. Um, but at least there was a plan that was in place, and I felt confident enough that my systems were in place, my uh, marketing I at least high-level ideas of continuously my marketing and then what my actual client base would look like so that I felt confident going into I'm doing this full-time versus just on that um, that high of emotions of I'm just going to jump out there and just do it. I love that. And I love your vulnerability and your ability to share. So I'd love to know, I know you mentioned that the first year was tough, which I think it's, you know, again, it's so important that Uh you paint that picture because there's so many that they see the fancy car, they see, you know, the CEO, the business, and they're like, I want that, I want that. But they never really see the grind that goes into it Mm -hmm. before all of those, you know, wonderful things, you know, happen or are given to them. So, you know, I'd love to hear just a little bit more um, you know, like what was the most difficult thing that you went through on your first year of building your business or what were some of the challenges that you faced that you were like, whoo, didn't think I would have to go through them? <laughs> right. That's a great question. With um, that first year and being, um, as you pointed out earlier in our call, uh, this is a service. I, I run a service based business. So it's not product driven where um just pushing widgets out. And this is me talking about my IT uh, mindset, but you are actually running a service-based business and in the event field, it's very seasonal. And I may have underestimated the seasonality, especially being headquartered in Atlanta. And this was before we started planning events all over, um, all over the world at this point. Um, I was very local to Atlanta and their seasonality where there is what we call just the event drought. Nothing's going on during the summertime in Atlanta. It's super hot. (laughs) So there were times where it was just that lag. And um, I've gotten to a point now that we're able to predict. But again, you can never really predict the weather. The weatherman that has a a degree and, you know, accolades in that, they can't predict the weather. So with our seasonality, that was something that I was not able to predict or did not know to start thinking through and how that related to cash flow. So for that first year, you know, there there were high points and then there were extreme low points where as if I would have structured maybe the payment policies or being able to, you know, cut back on some of the contracted services that I worked with, you know, maybe my virtual assistant or my web developer, things of that nature, during certain times of the year, I would have prepared for those extreme lows, you know, and, but that at the same time allowed me to understand it and be able to be prepared for the rest of, uh, for the, uh, for the future. And, um, I haven't had those, that particular low or that low point, um, since then. So sometimes you do have to go through that grind and go through that struggle to see, oh, wow, you know, I could have planned for that better. And that's going to be something that we're going to, and you would too, um, as well for those that are listening in, um, you're going to always have some level of learning. You you have to continue to be a a forever student. So, because as you grow, there will be new challenges, new new loans or new opportunities where you may need to, you know, uh, retool 
what your systems and your processes are. So that's pretty much what I was referring to from that first year. It was just like, oh, wow, you know, like, really, this is this is all me for one year. And now I kind of see where things I, I, I wasn't as properly um, balanced as I should have been. <clears throat> Absolutely. And one of the um, one of the other interesting points is that, you know, when you become an entrepreneur, you realize that you're your own boss. So, you know, making yourself accountable, making yourself get out of bed at 630 in the morning, even though you don't have another <laughs> boss to answer to it, it's you. Right. So I, I could see that being challenging as well. That is uh, that's totally correct. Um, when it comes to like just even your mindset shift, your mindset shift has to. Um, it's, it's something that you, you actually have to uh, massage. Uh, I when you work in an environment or, or were grown up in an environment where you had a, I have to make sure that I'm in the office by this time. So that means that you know my commute needs to start at this time. Um, you know, have an almost structured lunch break, um, and you know you're leaving the office at, at a certain time. So when you are working for yourself, you do have to create that level of structure around your own business. There have been times um, where I have the conversation with either friends or family members that may not be as well-versed in when you work from home. That doesn't mean that you're just, you know, kind of hanging out on the couch with your laptop in your lap. In your nine to five, maybe you did do that. But when you're running your own business, you do have to be structured where I'm still getting up at a certain time in the morning. I'm still putting on clothes like I'm going somewhere. Um, Maybe it's in my yoga pants versus my uh, Ann Taylor slacks, but I am getting dressed and I am showing up for, for my own business. And um, so that mindset, uh, mindset comes into play when um, you are you know, starting to bring on your own team members because you want to be able to instill those same, um, that same, I want to say rigor because it sounds very uh, stoic and rigid. But that same, uh, that same schedule, that same um, push that you have to have within yourself without having someone to be standing over you and looking at the clock that you didn't clock in, you know, um, at 8.45 and you got there at 9.15. So now all hell is going to break loose because you were 30 minutes late. Um, but also being able to even pull back, that's something else that you will... Um, that it took me a while to learn that even though I do work for myself, that doesn't mean I have to work for myself for 14 hours every day because you, at some point you need to learn how to turn off. And that was, that was definitely a, a turning point as well as a growing point uh, when I started going, when I went full time. My favorite part is when I um, tell people that, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I run my own company, you know, and I can work from home. They're like, oh, you get to be in your pajamas all day. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> actually, I get up, I get dressed, <laughs> I put my makeup on, I get ready for the day, just as if I was going somewhere because, you know, it, it does create a different energy. It's a different mindset. It's a, it's a, it's yeah. a shift that you, that you do have to take on on your own. Um, Jillian, thank you so much for joining us today. I wanted to ask you one more question before we jumped into our power section, you know, stepping into something on your own and creating something from scratch, you really have to have the right kind of people and community around you. You know, um, did you find any struggles with finding, you know, like-minded people or did you have that support system? If not, where did you find it? So I would say that it was a it was a, a little of a balance. I had the support system of family and, and very close friends that 
um, that are naturally going to support you. However, I still needed that balance of those that understand the uh, the elements of being in business for yourself. So out, outlining how do I actually get those accountability partners, it just kind of came with time, networking, and education. So those are things that I always say that you have to be equipped with time, meaning that you have to understand that it's going to take some time. This is a process <laughs> as you continue to grow your business and um, and being and have it having it within you to have that perseverance to you know to continue to push forward. Networking. I was in a consulting industry, then I moved to a supply chain industry, never having any connectivity to the event industry world. So networking was key. And as you network, you do start to form those bonds with people that are in the same boat as you, maybe have started their businesses around the same time, understand what your struggles are, and then you naturally um, connect with those that are um, on that same level with you, and I created accountability partners for myself. So that was another tip in you know within that growth process that um, to have the support, I needed to be able to talk to someone that could speak that same language, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And, um, and then just, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and all of that com- uh, culminates into your total success. It's not always just the figures and the numbers, but you do need that soft level of support as well as that hard, that, that, that hard hitting uh, opinions or, you know, commentary from someone saying, hey, let's kind of talk through that that particular goal of yours and let's make sure that it's realistic and I'm going to also hold you accountable to it. Mm, I love that. Jillian, again, thank you so much for your time. I'd love to jump into the power section. Can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life? Sure. I am a fanatic on one particular book and it's, it's still business related. I, I will say that I'm not the biggest reader. I may read two to three books a year, um, but one that has been the most impactful, um, not only for business, but it did, you know, kind of lean over into life, was The E-Myth, um, The E-Myth Revisited. So I purchased that book because, again, I started my business journey doing a lot of education. These are the books that you should read. I read that first time, got it, but I reread that book a couple years after I started my business and it was mind blowing because I felt like I could really relate to how that from an operator perspective versus someone that's in that worker perspective, how that actually needs to shift so that you can transform and grow your business. So that would be the most massive impact on my life. Um, I know you could ask for one. The second book, I'm in the process of reading right now. It's The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. And um, this year, I am actually going through my own Year of Yes, and I put dot, dot, dot to most things. And this is that is a process that outside of within, within myself, as well as what an entrepreneur should um, open themselves up to, yes, and being able to um, stretch, stretch your goal, stretch your goals, stretch your skill set so that you can continue to grow. Otherwise, you will get stagnant in business, no matter what industry. And what's one value that you've stuck by throughout your journey, something that's a non-negotiable? 
for me, it's the value of integrity. It is one of our core values that you will find on my website um, as well. So integrity, not only in business, but in life. Um, I've always been a excuse me, a stickler for your reputation, and your reputation not always follows you. It enters the room before you actually get there. So I live my life that I wouldn't mind someone speaking about me without me being in the room because I already know that there's nothing bad that they would be able to say. So being integrity, uh, having a spirit of integrity, working, walking through that, as well as displaying that for your clients, your business partners, and just the general public is the number one value that, um, that resonates with me. And if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it our golden nugget, what would that be? My golden nugget would be to be open to allowing your purpose to find you and not fight it. So the reason why I say find you versus you um, proactively seeking it, because you are not allowing yourself to be open to receive and once you are open to say, you know what, I'm just going to allow the universe to show me, to um, allow me to actually feel like, is this the right thing for me to do? And once you hear that voice, once you feel that uh, that um, yearning, then you need to lean into it, give energy to it, meaning not only say, oh, this is great, and it's all going to fall in my lap. No, give energy to it, meaning putting um, practice into that. And for some reason, if that particular passion does not, or that purpose that you may not have heard <laughs> doesn't work out, a failure is better than never trying. So that's my golden nugget. Like, at least just make the effort to try it. And Jillian, one last one last question. You know, as you know, we're Rise Up For You, or the company Rise Up For You, and that's the podcast. What does that phrase mean to you when you hear it? So the phrase Rise Up For You to me, means uh, it resonates in a number of ways. Rise up not only states that you are here, but you are rising up for yourself. You are showing up to every meeting. You're showing up to every interaction. Um, you're so, showing up to every opportunity, whether it be positive or negative, and pulling your full energy into it. Um, rise up for you also resonates in a way of just giving yourself confidence. So sometimes when we're in business, there there will be days that you're you sit and and reflect and want to know is this really for me? Am I doing the right things? And part of you know, I, I said that entrepreneurship is not for everyone, but for those that it is, you will have that inner struggle and you continuously rise to the occasion and you push through. So those, that's what that phrase means to me the push through and the energy that you put into your passion. Thank you so much. And lastly, Jillian, how do we stay connected to you and how do we support you? So you can follow all of our great stories and sometimes some behind the scenes shenanigans on our Instagram page. It's one touch events, LLC. And the one is spelled out O N E. Uh, you can also hear more about our story, read about our core values and um, see about our services on our website, www.onetouchevents.llc.com. Beautiful. Thank you again, Jillian, so much for joining us here on the rise up for you podcast. All right. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. And you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, there's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. The cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us, so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.